Dashing Onions Audio presents When We Were Two. somebody there? Well, that's weird. It's nothing. Probably a cat. Nobody there? You sure? Tell with Tank come to take you away to their fairy kingdom a few decades too late. What are you whittering on about now, old girl? Don't worry, I'll get it. After all, you've got important knitting to do. Your phone, your home. What exactly is it you're knitting? Hello? Hi, Mum. Never you mind what I'm doing. Nine, it's Davy. Hello, Davy, my love. How are you? How is it going? How is everything at uni? Or do you need me to call you back later? No, you're all right. Fine, thanks. Hard work catching up with everyone, you know? And you? Are you settled in? Still surrounded by boxes. I'd go through it, but there's nowhere to put it here. And there's stuff for your dad's in them. I didn't like tidying up after him when we were together, so... <laughs> Otherwise, great. And have you seen much of Jen? How's she doing? Leave it, Mum. She don't want to know me. Lectures this you term, You have uh... made the effort. Mom. Davy, I know it's hard. It's such a loss for you both, but for her, oh, there's the physical... I'll try, okay? You know, everything's going to be fine. Y- you two just need a bit of a break, that's all. Maybe. I'd offer you a place to stay here, but, you know, the boxes... Leave and... the boy alone, won't you? I've got to go now. Ian's turned up. Sorry. I will see you after my exams, I promise. All right, Davy. Love you, Mum. I love... Poor boy. Smothered like a sack of kittens. They're in mourning, Jen and Davy, and on top of that, nothing Davy does can seem to make anything better. Couldn't make it any better a month ago either. When she was all panicky, she was in the club, as I recall. Oh, you are hard-hearted sometimes. I feel for the girl. I lost four of my own. You carry on, don't you? It's all you can do, isn't it? I didn't know that. Why in God's name would you know, eh? What's meant to be is meant to be. Well, don't look at me to answer it. There's no one for me. And if someone's playing silly beggars again, you drag them in. I'll see to them. Hi, Mum. What? What are you doing here? I thought you were ringing from Cardiff. I probably did ring from Cardiff, but I don't have my mobile anymore. Look, can oh, I come baby, in? Of course, darling. I'm sorry, it was such a shock. It's so good to see you. Come in. Where's your bags? You little bugger. Pretending you're down in Cardiff and here on the doorstep all the time. I know, it's probably a surprise, Mum. Mild stroke by the look of it. 
You need to sit down, Mum. Thing is, I am in Cardiff right now. Some really weird stuff's going on. I'll put the kettle on. Never mind my knees. Thank you, Nine. You remember Nine, don't you, Davy? Course not. He's far too young. Nice to see you all grown up. Quite a looker. Just like your great-grandfather, God rest his soul. I'm helping your mother out while she comes to terms with everything. You leaving her, then your father. Little wonder the poor girl doesn't know a proverbial from her elbow. I'm letting her stay here. She's a tough old bird. Older than the Mabinocchio. The what? I heard that. I hope your dear dead grandfather is rolling with shame in his grave. Oh, she's a bit full on. <laughs> That's what his moving away gets you. Your language, your culture obliterated. The whole branch of the family tree bereft. Studying in Cardiff too, Davy. You should know better. Yeah, maths. Not Welsh. Literature. History. I do need to talk to you about this, Mum. Like I said, it's weird. And you're not going to believe this. But I am down in Cardiff right now. Another me. I mean, it's another me who's living in my room, who's got my money, my job in the pub. I don't have anywhere to live or anything to live on because it's all his. All right. I don't know what that means, but if you want to stay here, Davy, you are more than welcome. You are always welcome. Can I? Darling, you don't have to ask. But what's going on? I don't understand. It was last... Thursday, no, Wednesday, right? Middle of the week, middle of the month, nothing to mark the day. Lectures as normal, quick drink with Ewan and Pete in the pub. I, I go home, you know, to Topaz Street, chat to Andy for a while and turn in and, and then... Well, I wake up and my bedroom in Topaz Street's gone. I'm back in my room in Cedric Street. Yeah, that's where you were when I came down at Easter. How'd you get there? Had one too many, did you? No, I told you. Sleepwalked, then? I woke up on the floor where my bed used to be. Mum, it was pitch black in there. No electric, I didn't know where I was. And then I heard this little scream. And it was Jen in there with me. She didn't know how she got there either. Cedric Street's still under demolition notice. The doors and windows are all boarded up. We had to smash a window and prise off some planks and that's how we got out. Why didn't you just leave the way you came in? Mum, there's more. When we got out, Jen went all white and... and... she could feel it. She's expecting again. Again? So soon after... Wow, that's... news. <laughs> Wait, is the baby yours? No, she's still expecting. Our baby, the same one. They got it wrong. I, I don't really understand it, but she's really showing now. You'll see. She's with me. She's just gone to get some groceries. L let me explain a bit before she gets here. Uh, uh, can she stay here too? I'm so happy for you both. What a miracle. I really am going to be a grandmother. Of course you can say you, you can have my bed. We can't take your bed. I'm not having a pregnant woman. My grandchild to be kipping on my sofa. Where does Nine sleep? In the armchair. Won't sleep anywhere else. I grew up sharing four to a bed, my love, you know. 
This armchair is perfectly plush enough. Mom, there's more. I got all carried away by being a granny. <laughs> Do you hear that line? I'm gonna be a granny. I did. Anyway, so what was this about you and Jen sleepwalking? We weren't. The sun was up by the time we got out and over the wire fence. And Jen pregnant? Poor love, that's no place to be messing about. Wasn't that building condemned? Dodgy foundations or something? So we went back to mine, to Topaz Street, to find out what were going on, and this is the bit you're not going to get, Mum. Davy, I've done and seen more in my life than you could imagine. Try me. Jen and I saw me walking out the front door, just like normal, off to lectures. You mean looked like you? It was me. Identical in every single way. My bag, my clothes. It was me. We, we, we were just, like, in shock. In the end, I went and knocked. Andy came to the door, thought I'd come back because I'd forgotten something. So I said I had, and I ran into my room. I grabbed a bag full of stuff, whatever I could take, and got back out as fast as I could. It wasn't much because the other me had my money and stuff. But I got my savings card, and that's how I got the money to get here. When I spoke to you last week, you said you'd had a break-in. Someone had stolen your stuff. That was the other me, talking about me stealing my stuff. What on earth are you... I didn't mention the savings. No. Brilliant. He hasn't checked yet. I'll get some more out. Davy. I'm not stealing if I steal from myself, Mum. I love you, Davy. You're having a difficult time, is all. I don't care what's going on. I don't need to know. You don't need your savings while you're here. But first, you need some rest. But not before a shower and a sandwich. So off with you. Mum's orders. Go. As a stopgap, yes. We've got to have some sort of plan. We can't bring her up in this bedroom. I've got a plan. I'll get a job. Said that before. We'll be fine. Relax. Maybe you should relax a little bit less. What are you saying? You can tell those youngsters are used to good, solid Welsh walls. These, I can hear a woodworm fart in the next room. They'll settle. Well, what a fine state of affairs this is, isn't it? It's like the clock's rolling backwards. Back when the mines and steel closed down, your grandfather made the hardest choice. Left behind the family who loved him, his childhood friends, got on a train to find work. Broke his mother's heart into it, did. And why did he do it? For a better future for his family, that's why. Escape the daily struggle for money. The overcrowding, the misery of it all. He found work two days after setting foot in London, mind. Educated himself, sent a small fortune home to us all. But he left us all. For what? So Davy and his girl could come back to the one bedroom in this cardboard flat. Not a job between the three of you. And Babby on the way. All his sacrifice for nothing. It's all come round again. Back to the Victorian age. That's not fair. This was never meant to be a family home. And it might be a squash, but those kids won't be living on the breadline here. 
I'll get a new job. You've not worked in a year. Yeah, well, I was sorting out the marriage. What there was of it. And all that upheaval, moving here, and I was... Lazy. I was not. I was depressed. I lost a grandchild too, remember? Depressed? Wasn't even a word for it when I was young. So that's why Uncle Ray didn't have a name for it and decided to hang himself instead, is it? And Mum's cousin Bert, remember him? He was a shut-in for years after the war, just drinking tea and chain-smoking watching the telly. And Mum cried non-stop for a year after Dad died. You're ignorant. That's what you are. Practical is what I am. And you'll need a job if that son of yours can't get one quickly. When mine were young, I took on cleaning. I'm thinking I can get something a little bit... What, better? Too good for the likes of that, are you? Not when you've got hungry mouths to feed, girl. Better paid. I have office skills, years of experience. You have years, all right. What do you want me to do? Kick my own baby and a pregnant girl out on the street because he's having some sort of a breakdown? Of course not. I'm simply saying you have to be practical about this. Putting a roof over their heads and giving them a bit of love costs nothing. But putting food on the table, keeping them clean and warm, that's where it all goes. And you have nothing in the way of savings. How do you know what I have? Don't you give me that look, girl. I haven't been snooping. Just putting two and two together. I know why you're so interested. Think you might get pushed out? Put into a home? I'd manage. But apart from your armchair, what do I take up? I don't need a morsel of your food. It's you I'm thinking of. When Davy and Jan and the baby move out, leaving you older and poorer, what will you do then? It'll work out. That's the thing, isn't it? I don't know that it should work out. I don't know that it should. What do you mean? Something's wrong about all of this. You know it too, deep in your bones, so don't deny it. There's something unnatural at work. Have you considered there really are two Davies? There it is again. What is that noise? Right. You stay put. I'll get it this time. My poor knees will have to cope. Wait, there might be some tuna somewhere. You're a cat, isn't it? Pushkin, say hello to Nine. <laughs> you were living with us at the other house, weren't you? Yes, you were. Yes, you were. <laughs> you made it all this way across town. I was not that far. But still... What? If this is my Pushkin, and it is, I know it is... And a year ago, I buried the wrong cat. When We Were Two, Part One was written and produced by Fiona Thrale. It starred Mindy Rust Keenan as Sue, Fiona Thrale as Nine, RJ Bailey as Davy, and Tanya Maloyevich as Jen. 
It featured theme music, You Can't Fail, by Montplaisir, and all other music was also by Montplaisir. Sound effects were from freesound.com. A full listing of credits, links and transcripts are available on the Dashing Onions website. This has been a Dashing Onions production.